Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. <laughs> Enjoy. <clears throat> All right. That's a great start. Are you going to divorce me because I cleared my throat? I'm really more curious if we get divorced, who keeps pleat? Oh, whatever. You can have him. <laughs> All right. You heard it here, for folks. Forks. Forks. <laughs> I might I might divorce you based on your grammar. Based on my and... utensil use. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about divorce today, uh-huh. which is interesting because even as I said that, I'm like, let's just not even bring that to the table. You know, like, I don't even want to talk about it. Isn't it kind of always sitting at the table? Just like death, always at your left hand shoulder. Exactly. Right hand shoulder. Whatever it's I'd always left, at your back. I'd call it at the left, at your back. Yeah. yeah. No, divorce is not always at your back necessarily. That one has some choice. Death doesn't always have choice. Death rarely has choice. Death sometimes has choice. Right. <laughs> Um, no, that's no, my in in no, real. That was my in real time. That was my in real time brain. Yeah, great, great. I think you're right. I think divorce is not always sitting at the table like death is. When we were first starting to talk about marriage, right? When we first were starting to talk about marriage, you were like, okay, so what happens if we get divorced? I want to work out all these things. And you just weren't afraid to talk about it. And I actually really appreciate that because those are conversations where can we at least have a connection point, have a touch point around these conversations that you you don't want to happen, you don't think will happen, you would never wish to happen, but at the same time are theoretical possibilities out there. And so just touching in on them is important. Well, I mean, if any financial advisor would tell you to think about how you want to organize your life from a financial perspective should that happen and it's like one of those things where like nobody gets married expecting to get divorced which is probably not true but that isn't really most people's experience and yet it it happens to what 50 percent of couples you know having some thoughts around pre-planning or a plan or in the beautiful chance that you stay connected through that process like how could you go back to those foundational concepts instead of being like wait I thought that you would want to help me this and that, or I would be, you know, set up in this way. And it's like, well, why'd you make those assumptions? Well, because we weren't willing to talk about divorce beforehand. Like, what would we do? And so then you're, there's a lot of assumptions. Another term for that is covert contracts. And then, you know, that shit gets hairy. I think shit shit gets hairy anyways. But yeah. And, you know, one of the things that our financial advisor said was to, he was like, just blend your finances. He's like, you're swapping spit, you're making babies, you're having family, you're buying things together, put your money in the same account. People have strong opinions about that. And I actually have heard opinions like across the board about why keep separate accounts, why have one unified account and individual accounts. I've heard lots of stuff and all of it sounds, it all sounds meaningful and thought through to those folks. He just had strong opinions about like you're sharing literally everything. Why wouldn't you also just share your money? But in, in the context of divorce, that brings up like for me, 
there's these two aspects of it, right? There is the institutional side of it, which is all the tax things and all the financial things that benefits that you receive, all the rights that you receive by gain from marriage, and then the, you know, the separation of that. And then there's the interpersonal stuff and then the separation of that. Yeah, it's just there are two very distinct sides to divorce within a marriage. And I feel like I want to actually talk and focus a little bit more on the interpersonal stuff, the more relational aspects of, say, growing apart or what might lead a situation to where one would get a divorce rather than the institutional. Why have we decided that we are never getting a divorce? I would answer that by saying that I feel like there is a deep, deep soul connection there and commitment to each other that we are able to grow, face challenges, experience joy, and live our fullest selves within the presence of each other. And and let me say, we are connected through marriage primarily because of that, not because of a purely physical attraction, not because of a convenience, not because of a, a societal pressure. Or it looks good on, or we look good to each other on paper. Or, or we made it, we, or we made that decision at a time when we were just quote unquote completely in love. Like there's a difference between being in love and then a deep soul connectivity. So what I hear you saying is like, well, for one, if I were to think about trying to be in a relationship with anybody else, it's like I feel like I'd be really hard pressed to find anybody like you're saying that I had a soul connection to at the level because you know I dated lots of people I've known lots of people you've been in love before right and nobody was like the difference between you and anybody else I dated was so different was so different and it wasn't like I do think age played a part in the sense that I had learned a lot about myself over the course of time based on my age, but I just can't even begin to explain the difference. And I think that that's why a lot of people choose to get married. They found their quote unquote person, right? And it does feel different. And it happens for people at a lot of different ages. The difference is like trying to compare apples to oranges. It's a totally different kind of love. And it's one that I do feel like I can stay committed to forever. I think there's that committed thing is interesting because it's a more of a knowing sense for me of I'm excited and eager to grow with you. There isn't one version of Adam that is compatible with you. There are multiple versions of me and I'm able to become a different person in different ways and still feel connected to you. So what I'm hearing you say is like, I mean, that's a cool statement. I, I know that as I grow and change, the different versions of me will remain compatible with you. That's exactly. like, I mean, that's a cool statement. And that's a deep knowing that may seem tricky to know, like, how would you know? But it is, well, for one, there's been proof in the changes that we've made in the last seven or eight years of our relationship. And so we've seen that to be true. And also it feels like that's just a deep knowing that you're like, I trust, not trust, but like, I know that I'm going to, as I change, like all of those facets me, because again, it's not about the what's happening today or this year, this month. It's about something deeper. Like if somebody got divorced, who would be the one to instigate? If we, not somebody got divorced, if we got divorced. 
Okay. Um, who would be the one to instigate? I don't know. I know you don't want to say it. Well, I think that you have reached points in, you know, major arguments and kind of core disagreements that we've had where there have been kind of like, I can't do this anymore type statements. And so because of that, I think there would be kind of this jump and say, like, it would be you, right? But I also feel like sometimes for huge, big decisions like that, I can make a really convicted decision and, like, make it and just not waver. Can and, I? T- and so it could potentially be me. Can I tell you that I think you're right about that, but I don't think that's true when it comes to love. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Like, I hear you. That's that what you're talking about, that Scorpio, where you, like, decide and then you're done thinking about it. It's like, I'm not thinking about that anymore, but I can't imagine that would apply here. It's just too complex. Yeah, that's fair. And with me, what I'll say is that sometimes those, like, that exasperation, that utter exasperation is twofold. One high, high emotional charge, right? That you don't have, like just feeling way emotional. And then two, sometimes there is this experience, especially early on, not so much anymore, but of like testing the waters of like, what if I get so upset? And what if I'm so like, what if I just consider like, what would this be like to not do this anymore? And it's like taking yourself to that place to to see how it really feels. It's a pretty intense, it's like kind of like a, a you know, we talk about an organic intelligence addiction to intensity that would, that would fall in that category. But it is also that moment where you take yourself to the edge and then, and then you feel what it really feels like and you're frightened and it's not true and you don't want that. And then you find gratitude and grace. You know, I think the other thing I would say is that both of our parents are currently still married and both have gone through a variety of things like to watch them go through as much as they went through both of like what I know of your family and then of mine, it's like, I'm ama- I'm like wondering what we're going to go through in the course of our entire lifetime. You know, they're all in their, what are they, 45 years of yeah, marriage? Yeah, yeah, in between 40 and 50 years of marriage. Yeah, yeah. each of them, yeah. So it's like, what are we going to go through? And I definitely think that having a baby has been the biggest test of our marriage. Not because like it's tested our love for each other, but it's tested my, I'll speak for myself, it's tested my own capacity for challenge and the changes in the changes in our relationship based on having a baby have been so wildly different than I could have ever imagined. And they've really caught me by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It, it brings a question to mind. So put you on the spot with a question outside of cheating or complete infidelity, you know, outside of that, outside of cheating, what would be the things that you feel like would cause you to want to get divorced first of all it would be it would just have to be a deep knowing you know it would be like one of those things where so 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 many years had gone by and I had finally felt that pull of like I really could see myself either being alone or potentially finding somebody else. And that would be after years of deep disconnection. Yeah. I'm never going to like 
jump on like, oh, I could see myself. That person looks compatible from afar. I'm never going to jump on something like that. But it would be like if we were deeply dissatisfied, we had both agreed that we were deeply dissatisfied and it just was true that we had grown apart. And that's why I think think it would be years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that I mean, I know that people do that, but it feels like. No, I guess. And, and I don't say this in a negative way. I, th- I think that both of us are so tuned in because we, we talk about it constantly. We're so tuned in to our level of connectivity. It feels like if we had deep disconnection for more than like, like truly deep disconnection. I know we go through periods, but like true disconnection for more than a year, we'd be like, is this working? You mean for 16 months to the day? Oh, of <laughs> speaking of which, our baby is 16 months old. Do you feel like in in Neo's life we've had more disconnection than connection? Are you kidding? Oh, oh, than connection. Because, because again, mm-hmm. you know, that's really hard for me. To last answer. week's episode, we talked about blanket statements. So, like, you know, it's been a little bit of both. Yeah. No. Totally. I would say it disconnection with you also starts with dissatisfaction and disconnection with self. Mm. So like last night we were arguing and I kept saying to you, like, I don't know what's up with me and I'm trying not to take this all on as like something's like up or wrong with me. I'm trying to think like maybe there's like something that we need to work through right now. But I also could feel in my body that like I was just irritable like almost like PMS irritable but I don't I'm not I shouldn't be starting my period so it was like just like a discomfort in my body and I've done a lot of work through different communities of like you know it begins with me right like it always begins with me and and I I know that dissatisfaction or like the concept of dis-ease in my body, it's just like in my body. It's not going to be with you. But I think, no, I think it would be years, babe. I think we have gone through a lot, you know, to answer your question, I was, I had a lot of postpartum depression last year. So I, that's a fog. So that that was a time of more disconnection than not. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a quiz. It was more of a curiosity. Which is why I would say that we would need years to go to know whether or not it was a season of totally life. makes sense i mean how am i gonna m- have a baby have it all flipped on its head have all my friends telling me that that's what happened to them too and then in the middle like, of a global pandemic right. right and then me with a baby who's high high like super like jazzed about life in all ways <laughs> good and bad and then think like now's now it's over like the not really seeing that that was a season that would just be short-sighted of right. me we need a lot of years to form that perspective. Thank you, Neo. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Did you know that the Reading Aloud podcast has a Patreon account? That's right. When you support this podcast through Patreon, you become part of our Reading Aloud family, and we love our family members. At its core, this podcast is about providing insight and conversations that support and inspire our listeners to deepen their relationships and build community through conversation. Every week, we receive meaningful feedback on how the Reading Aloud podcast has supported someone through a challenging time, and now we need your support to keep that going. Your Patreon commitment not only provides you with curated, fun, and interactive bonus content, it helps us cover the many costs of producing a podcast. Check out our Patreon link in the show notes and see which level you can commit to. And know that we thank you so much for both your listening support as well as your financial support. Now let's get back to today's conversation. 
So I want to ask you about cheating. Okay. So this is something that I don't think a lot of people would share because it feels so vulnerable. I would not divorce you for cheating. Well, first of all, I'd walk away uh-huh. and I would get myself my own house uh-huh. and apart- or apartment or whatever, move in with somebody. And we would take some time apart. Yeah. Because you don't want to be around me. <laughs> Anyways, and I definitely don't want to be around you. I actually say that and I don't imagine that we would get closer through that process anyways, but it, it temporarily, even if just for a short, short time, I wouldn't divorce you. Now, if you had had a prolonged relationship with someone else indicating that either A, you were not wanting to have a relationship with me and or B, you couldn't live that monogamous life that we have decided to live that would be like a bigger question of like, what are you, what are you doing? Right. But no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't divorce you for cheating, which to be clear is me coming a long way since I have a history with just devastating experiences of people having so many relationships yeah. outside of it's ours. It's interesting to hear you say that. Doesn't surprise me. And it's, this is less about you. It makes me question like, would I divorce you for cheating? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I yeah, there's definitely part of me would be like, no. Part of you would say no. The part that what I described earlier, that, that connection on the deeper level, and there's a commitment there to work through whatever was the creation for that. I think you're right. There's a difference between some type of like prolonged outside relationship. And, and clearly it is like it depends on the situation i think there is there's context there initially it's just um raw emotion but i think when you get into it it's it it would depend on the situation yeah i don't know i i would also i would also be worried that not even thinking about you i'd be worried about me that it's something i could it would be really hard for me to recover from oh my gosh there would be a massive tear in our foundation of trust it would be it would be an amazing experience to work through forgiveness with that because it's so hard and it's, it's couldn't even, yeah, for whatever reason. And maybe this is just for us. Like sometimes people figure out, like find out about like behind the scenes, financial deception or behind the scenes, some, some other kind of deception. Right, right, right. And then they realize, and that's the biggest pain for them. I think for me and maybe, I don't know, love is so foundational in our lives. Like it's not like the, my Achilles heel involves a, relationship and it's not financial or there's not other things it involves relationship and I would just say that it would be really it's kind of the worst offense if you ask me I can't think of a worse offense and maybe you have one. I can't think of one I mean outside of some sort of crazy criminal behavior but that would I'm going to help you out. (laughs) You're my person. You're going to need help. No. um, But kind of. I don't know if we're allowed to say that on the podcast. I mean, I I hear you, though. Like, I think, yeah, I mean, you could could theoretically come up probably with, like, crazier scenarios. But, yeah, I mean, I don't even want to go there. But, yes, I I think you're right. In In the context of, like, Things that you can do to screw up a relationship, yes. Yeah, and I think that the thing is, is that it is, it is like when you deduce it down to the act, you're missing the symptom. And I've actually had a lot of friends who've had infidelity in their lives, in their relationships, and it's a, it comes back to something else. Like it was something to do with alcohol use. It was something to do with lack of commitment.
commitment from one or the other partners, right? Like it wasn't right. It wasn't good. It was devastating, but it ultimately led to growth in their relationship. It helped them get through something and to see the value of their relationship. I've also seen it not work out in the relationship, but it's still that person, if they choose to take it into a place of healing, can really do something with that. But I I think the point being like, I'd want to know what was going on for you that, Mm -hmm. you know, before I would want to say, what was, what was the, what, what led to that? That's, that's actually the, that's actually the deeper question rather than the act itself. Yeah. Yeah. If you cheat on me, I'm going to scratch your eyes okay. out. Okay, okay. Let's like have a- out. <laughs> yeah, I mean- And I know you like your eyes, so out. Out. I just want to have a little bit of fun with this. So like- <laughs> Who's getting the house? Me. No, no, Who's no, no, getting no. the no. dog? You. Who's getting the tent? You. You and the dog <laughs> and the tent. <laughs> Done. You'll be in the house. I'll live in a van down by the river. No, if you were solo, what would be the thing that you would be most excited about? Yeah. And in a fun way. Let's have fun with this. I know it's like a serious topic. No, 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 no. no. Well, so let me just say, you know, sometimes I fantasize about if we didn't have a kid, could I Uh do this stuff? But, but, you know, we were still pretty, we were intertwined, right? Like the thing that I would do is, and I hated, I felt so lonely in my, like when I, when the solo kept on, because I had many, many long periods of solo time. You know, it's like lounging around, kind of not having to make a decision. I didn't have the internet like I did now and barely any TV. So I, I, I worry that that would be so consuming and be even more depressive. You know, I would take myself to dinners and I'd spend a lot of time with my other single girlfriends and I'd get probably way more of that girlfriend energy than I have now. Like the ones who were also single, we would do like dinners a lot more and like lounge around each other's house, go through each other's closets, rearrange, you know, like the girlfriend energy that I miss by having, you know, so much going on at the house. Yeah. I think for me, I would probably go on outdoor adventures a lot more. And, you know, and like, I I don't know, it has become a passion of mine. I really like solo outdoor time for myself. But like, I think I would probably just do that a lot more. I could also see myself going to more concerts for some reason. Oh, of course. Going to more live music. Of course you would. But like Like, those events are things that I don't know. I don't desire like, (laughs) I know. But the, when I, when you asked that question, the thing I thought was you would take more trips, not just outdoor trips solo, but like more trips, you would go more places. You would explore things. You would kind of get back into that place in you. That's like, I just go and I go kind of dig in like your little foxhole. Like you dig in and you get into something and you try something new and there's no boundary. Like there's no need for like a time boundary or an organizational boundary or anything. You're just like exploring to your heart's content. And I thought about music and festivals, like spending days at festivals, like things that just don't support us together. Yeah. But, you know, as we wrap up, here's the difference in that. Like what that says to me and just speaking about myself is what what I'm essentially saying is like I, I'm, I would revert back to be the person or do the things, not necessarily be the person, but like spend my time in the ways that I spent my time before I met you. But what I also know is that in the eight years we've known each other now and been together, I'm a totally different person. Isn't like, that so I, cool? I, I eight to, years. Eight That's years. It. I choose to spend my time in different ways, and that is a conscious choice. I know if I still wanted to do those things, I, I still truly prioritize festivals and whatever 
You totally could. I totally could because you would support me. But like I'm indifferent. So like that and that's the disconnect. I think we get in these fantasies of like I want to revert back. But you forget how you've changed and grown and really progressed yourself with that other person. So you come off on the other side and you're like, oh, I try to do these things, but I'm not actually that person anymore. I need to you know, I'm not connecting with that. So. Anyway, it's all just fun to talk about, but... Uh, oh, divorce is so fun to well, talk it's fun, about. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to talk about, like, what would I do with all this quote-unquote freedom, which really doesn't exist, but... And, yeah. Oh, you know what else I'd do real quick? What's that? A, a dating app. Never done it before. <laughs> Only because... You get it, to experience the dating yeah, app. Yeah, which is not which is not for the, the desire to find love, but, like, I don't know. I'd never... Like, I dated... You know, you'd meet somebody after, like, five or six months. You'd go on a date or two, but I never dated, dating apped, which would be a cool thing to just, like... You would crush I at know, the dating apps. You would be... You would have been so good at it. Because I would have been, you'd like... Had, you'd I'd had, have energy. I'd be, like, coffee after work dinner sunday morning hike or forget hike right sunday morning walk lunch early tea dinner all those are different people yeah Yeah. oh yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) yeah but no you would have literally set up you literally set up a calendly for your dates here (laughs) fill in my calendly that's awesome all right well maybe you would start like an amazing company with your time and maybe i would actually get a cat for the first time in my life not a chance okay (laughs) yeah that's not realistic i don't think anybody heard you say that meow that's not realistic all right all right love you no divorcing Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.